0: Hello, you've tuned in to Intercourse with Friends, the podcast that won't help you find friends with benefits, but may well be the climax of your week. I'm one of your hosts, Megan, and I'm joined by my friends Pickle and George. How are you guys doing today?
1: Pickle, you go first. I can't talk. (laughs) I've been playing far too many video games. I found a new one to sink my teeth into, so that's got me covered for the winter and I can uh, emerge in the springtime. That's good. Like a gaming hibernation. I'm an outdoors guy believe me but you know sometimes you got to do something for the winter otherwise you lose your sanity right
0: So tell us a little bit about this game now being aware that the majority of the world don't understand what gaming is
2: <laughs> We don't want to alienate all our listeners by the way if you slag off gaming so let's just make sure we, we uh, keep it keep it light and frothy
1: yeah, I, I, I kind of hesitate to get into the game because uh, I don't want to alienate all the people that don't give a monkeys about video games. But for all the people who do give a monkey about video games, it, it's Escape from Tarkov and it's absolutely freaking brilliant. I thought it was going to be Donkey Kong.
0: <laughs> but this is the thing about you're talking about alienating people by talking about gaming, because I didn't really know what gaming was maybe two years ago. And if you just, if you said, I'm a gamer, I would have imagined this guy with like massive beard, like Gandalf, long hair, big, massive headphones sitting in this corner of a dark room being like, shut up, mom, I'm talking to my friends, you know,
1: <laughs> living in parents' basement. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and just like having these friends from the internet who he never and I say he because I'm really sexist, who he never or will never meet, and it just sounded so strange to me. But <laughs>
1: imagine hanging out with people that you never met before.
0: <laughs> I don't yeah,
1: imagine, imagine
2: try to explain this to people fifty years in the past, like I. Don't... I was hanging out with my friends. Oh, yeah. What what would what they do? I don't know. Never met them, but they're, they're the best mates.
0: And what are their names? <laughs> um, I, I don't know what their real names are. And what do you do together? We, we kill people on the internet.
1: <laughs> Killer Man 69. <laughs> Captain Banana Pants.
0: It's crazy, because I have recently um, built uh, you know, a community of friends through gaming, but um, interestingly met up with them recently, and it was like we always knew each other. It was weird.
1: It's almost as if the uh, modern communication technology has actually uh, helped bring humanity together. Who
0: knew? Yeah, it's so awkward. I mean, it's really hard to be a recluse these days, and it doesn't suit me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think that I think argument, though, about, like, uh, you know, people say, oh, people are on their phones all the time and don't listen to things and, don't like, you don't get conversations like you used to. I wonder if, like, 100 years ago, people were like, oh, those newspapers are a bad idea. People aren't paying attention to the... Well, you know what?
1: That's absolutely true. I saw a picture, and it was actually a meme, and I can't... I've got to describe it, but basically it was um, a photograph of some people on a train all on their phones, not talking to the passenger next to them. But then there was another picture from, you know... 80 years ago and it was all people on a train holding a newspaper every single person was immersed in their reading and not talking to the person next to them or circle
0: another thing to have your head stuck in except now you can i'm I'm sure there were no porn sections on the newspapers so <laughs> what
2: have you mean having your head stuck in
0: yeah well... Well, i mean we do have the,
2: the
1: mirror or the sun or whatever <laughs> but what are you doing step passenger <laughs> you look about 25 to 35 <laughs> years old. You are going to be cast as stepmother. What, what if they get a script or whether they have to make that stuff up on the spot? I just love how they get stuck under coffee tables so easily and they just can't wriggle out ever. You know, forever. It's the wood glue. That's what it does it. Oh, God. Okay, George, what's going on with you, man? Washing machines aren't
2: designed for people. They're designed for clothes, and that's the problem.
1: You lean in. You get stuck. I've never had to get in the washing machine to retrieve even the farthest back sock, so I don't understand why they do that. You know, like a sock goes missing, and you have to
2: try and find it. It is like Narnia in there. So you lean in. You won't be coming out for at least half an hour, but your ass will be sticking out. Apparently, according to the videos and sources uh. Not that I've seen them. Well, yeah, no, this is all theoretical. Yeah, yeah, man, I understand. I think the last time, last time I spoke to you guys, I was about to go to a wedding, wasn't I? And that that went off with just the one hitch. As I did have as, the as, hitch. It did have the hitch, which is good. Everyone turned up, which is kind of all you'd hope for really. I'm um, classic me. I got slightly too drunk, so I don't really remember too much of it. But uh, Hey, did you um, were you part of like the wedding party? Were you an Usher
1: or something? No, I was the I was the boyfriend of one of the bridesmaids. Oh, the official boyfriend of one of the bridesmaids. That In, that, that designated role. I didn't meet the unofficial
2: boyfriend of the same bridesmaid, but if I had, it would have been a different different event. Um I spent about an hour waiting for an ambulance. That was fun. At the the wedding? Yeah, some lady fell over and hit her head. And luckily we had a doctor and a nurse at the wedding, so they, they both jumped in and did everything. That must have been fun. Yeah, so I had to go wait on the road for an ambulance and they didn't turn up.
0: Sounds like infinitely more exciting than any wedding I've been to. I, I would love to have waited on the side of the road for an ambulance at any wedding I went to.
2: <laughs> it was fantastic because halfway through, halfway through waiting, um, I, I was just there like looking, I was looking left and right and like my, my neck was snapping left and right as if like I was uh, trying to cross <laughs> the road or something and I'm um, just looking out for this ambulance because I didn't know which direction it was going to come from and uh, one of the other bridesmaids partners came out and brought me a couple of beers so it was fantastic. I just sat on the side of the road in the sun.
1: Okay, there's so many things I've got to pick holes in here. Number one, you did actually call an ambulance, right? <laughs> you didn't just, like, hope for the best and see if one would be passing. And <laughs> yeah, number two, just, like we're down. Yeah, what, what person was like, okay, you know what? George is doing a very important job right now. He's waiting for an ambulance to direct them to the person who's stricken and fallen. And they were like, well, let, let's give them some alcohol to see if uh, if George gets some help from this, you know? It's a lubricant. It's a mental lubricant. I think is
2: a... It's a wedding, you know. You've got to celebrate the good things, even if the bad things going on.
0: He was clearly traumatized by this stranger woman who had, uh, you know, a uh, hish noggin.
2: She um she 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 fell over. She hit her head, right, and then uh, like she completely blacked out. And then about a minute later, she came back round again, and she was like, "Oh, I'm fine."
1: And she was speaking speaking Croatian or something like that. Whatever the language is. From
2: there. No, no, she had no superpowers or anything, unfortunately. But she was like, "Yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine." It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, because that, that that happens on a daily basis.
0: You know, kids fall over, and you're like, "Ah, oh, they fell over." At what point in life do you draw the line and go, oh, "She fell over. That's weird."
1: Well, the shorter you are, and I think this is where maybe um. Little people, or whatever we have to call them these days, have an advantage because basically, like no joke, the shorter you are, the less distance you have till you hit the ground. <laughs> believe it or not, no shit. The <laughs> There's a distance to funniness, like parabola, where like you know, like it. That
2: on the on the graph, if the shorter you are, the more funny it is if you fall over. The, the taller you are, also the more funny it is because it's just like a tree <laughs> falling over. So there's a there's a middle point where like the average height of someone is the least funny height to fall from. Well,
1: there's also the whole fruit part, you know. Like if I'm in uh, you know downtown Toronto and I see someone in the middle of February wearing Crocs slip over and hit their head, I'm like more likely to laugh than if they had winter boots on because you know at least when they had winter boots on, they were trying not to fall. Wow, I sound like a total asshole now.
2: I was about to say that's it's a slippery slope, really, but then I realised that was a pun, so sorry. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh my God, I fell into a rut of news bloopers on YouTube once. She was like, oh my God, guys, you know, the weather is so bad out here that... You know, local authorities are telling people not to walk on the road, definitely not to run on the road. Oh, hang on, hang on, we've got a, a pair of runners here. And then she stops them and interviews them, and they're like, yeah, the weather's great for running. And then the camera just follows them down the street, and your one just falls and smacks her head off the ground. It is literally the funniest
2: thing. you see that, um, that, that woman who was doing, like, a weather report or something outside, like, by the coast? And like it's a huge storm or something, and a wave just comes past, and a fish slaps her in the face as she's uh, reporting. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try a and find the video. A fish I'll slaps her in the video. face. So Hilarious. I did not There's another um, woman who got hit by a stop sign as well. Like she was no, in the city and stuff. No, this,
0: no, this was an Irish news broadcaster. Theresa uh, Manion was her name. Yeah. And she she was like, you know, don't take risks on treacherous roads. And then th- someone photoshopped this massive stop sign just coming and wiping her out. And the whole of America responded. And they were like, oh, my God, is this for real? Oh, my God, that poor news reporter. Um, But actually, it was totally fake. She was fine.
2: <laughs> oh, I feel suckered. I felt absolutely you, suckered.
0: You got suckered.
2: Ha ha! You got taken in. <laughs> oh, YouTube is a funny old place. Like you start off trying to look at like a video of like a um, how to put up a shelf or something, and
1: you end up three hours later looking at the history of Costa Rica or something. It's, uh... Well, they were they are known for inventing the shelf. Costa Rica? I've no freaking idea. <laughs> I, I just got a phone call, so I just need to get into the habit of putting my phone on do not disturb. You
0: got a phone call? I only ever get a phone call from my mom or dad.
1: I'm a very important (laughs) man, you know, very important man.
0: When my phone rings, it's like mom, dad, or you're in a fuck ton of trouble by someone you don't know.
2: (laughs) Do um, do your parents use your full name if you're in trouble?
0: Hmm. No, my parents just give me the silent treatment.
2: That's pretty useless on a phone, really. They ring you and then just don't say anything.
0: <laughs> God, are we talking about childhood traumas? Okay, let's get started then. Um, when I was four, uh... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh,
1: I'm pretty sure that everyone at this table is very damaged. You're the only one at that table. <laughs> I feel like if,
2: if we're comp- if we're going full circle comparing life to a game, like. I think the first maybe ten years of the tutorial, and then you get kicked out of the tutorial and you go from like beginner difficulty to like ultra nightmare hard
1: difficulty. <laughs> I'm definitely still in the open beta phase <laughs> yeah where things break and bug all the time
0: just so so much more to come from me and pickle.
1: <laughs> yeah, you wait till the patch comes out. So, um, last time we were talking about, um, quiet quitting yeah, and, uh, I just, I, I, I found a follow on, um, article today, well, actually not, that's not true the other day. Um, and, uh, it was evolving to the fact that some people are actually getting multiple full-time jobs. Now that people are doing remote work, you can easily fake the fact that you're available when you're not necessarily actually available. So there's people who are actually holding down 2 40 hour forty-hour-week jobs and kind of overlapping them. Wow! Um, to, to bring in extra salaries, and it blew my mind that people, people do people do this for like competing companies or two
2: different industries, or like could you work for Microsoft and Apple or something at the same time? Or-
1: well, I, I, I guess it depends on your skill set. I mean, I mean, obviously there's you know if, if you're a uh, particular area of worker, you can work remotely and and you know, you've got skills that apply to multiple organizations, you could do that. But I guess also there's nothing to stop someone working in a call center doing some, you know, fairly, I don't know, shall we say accessible work um, alongside their, you know, high powered whatever job as well. I don't know. Fair enough. How would you do it? Like if, if, if you were going to do it, Megan or, or George, what would you do what would you choose to have like as a, as a second full-time job? Not an extra moonlight job, but a second full-time job. And you can't let them know each about each other. Well,
0: to be honest, I had to do something during lunchtime today in my job. And someone tried to talk to me when I got back from doing it. And I was like, don't it open your mouth. <laughs> I was so angry. So I can barely like manage one job. So I probably, yeah. right.
1: <laughs> well, I know in my employment contract, it explicitly states that I'm not allowed to do any work that, um, would impact my work in my day job.
0: Well, wow.
1: so to so get a night shift job—that's <laughs> ah, been true in my whole career. Right? Like all, all my jobs have had that, so I haven't had to worry. But um, so you can't
0: apply apply, apply for the that job that's been going on Pornhub. Like local bald men around you are looking for a good time.
1: <laughs> I think we're saying is applying for all the role of snapman. Uh, what, what do you reckon, George? Could you hold down a second full time job and not let either of them know about it, or would that just be an absolute implosion? Um, I think I probably physically could but mentally i'm not capable like i can barely remember
2: what i'm doing at one job i think i would just spill the beans after about the first i would do one shift of like my actual work and shift of another job and then like the next day i'd be talking about my second job at my first job
1: and they'd be like what <laughs> be like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, forgetful well, well, kate was saying that yesterday who's kate yeah. oh yeah. shit kate's in my other job. <laughs> you heard anything yeah it's just like
2: uh it's like michael in the office where he's like uh, oh i can't do this i'm just i'm so tired yeah. from my other job of the job, <laughs> 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 yeah. I think if I was going to have a second job, it would be something to do with music, but then like it wouldn't be a job, it would be a hobby, which is nice. But then at the same time, you don't make enough money from music unless you're either super talented or have like mega family connections or can play more than one instrument or whatever. I don't know, you have to be quite um lucky, I think, to make it in the industry. So I think I'd be a very, very poor musician. And therefore, my second job would just be more of a loss than a profit.
0: I read a book recently called The Midnight Library. Now, it's a shit book.
2: I've read it. Matthew Haig? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i never heard of this, but I mean, you're selling it really well. Yeah. It's really shit. Don't read it. It's the, it. That's what it says in the blurb.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the concept is actually very good. So basically, it's this woman and she uh, decides she she's fed up with life. You know, she's done all she can do. She decides to take her own life, but before going to the final resting place or whatever people believe, um, she ends up in this library called the midnight library. And there's a librarian who tells her that basically the whole library are just volumes of alternate lives that she could have had.
1: Oh my God. So it's just torturous.
0: Yeah. She gets to like, say, okay, uh, I want to live the life where I was a gardener. And they give her that volume, and if she's happy in the life, then she gets to stay in it. And if she's not happy, then she goes back to the Midlight Library and she picks out the next volume.
2: I don't remember that
1: chapter where she becomes a gardener. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an interesting concept, actually. Isn't it? I mean, d- does anyone pick like a really bad one? Like you know, when I was like a homeless person. <laughs> Like from, from memory, it was about a year ago or something when I read it,
2: there was a chapter or something where she, she became like a, a, like a very high profile athlete and it documented, like it was basically her, like going to like these, these uh, kind of conferences and giving like motivational speeches and stuff. And like, um, it was her discovering what her life would have been if she was very healthy and ultra focused on physical aspects of her life and stuff. And then I think it, it, I think kind of like in the, in that kind of story, like her mental health. Suffers or something, you know. The the book kind of has like lessons about your position in life and what you should focus on and what really matters and stuff. I thought it was really interesting, mm-hmm. but according to Megan, it's shit. So,
0: say basically, she had all of these regrets, and they were all the volumes of the books. You know, I regret that I never pursued swimming and became an Olympian. I regret that I never became a famous rock star. And then she goes into the lives and realizes that those lives carried their own problems. And that ultimately, you should be grateful for what you have, even if it's fuck all.
2: I can't, I can't remember the ending. Does she survive or does she die at the end? It's just like, the, I can't remember.
0: I will be honest.
1: Don't tell me the ending. You're selling me a book that's completely shit, but I still might read it. <laughs> I'll
0: be honest. I I got to the f- final chapter and I, I stopped reading it. <laughs>
1: really you made it all the way to the end and didn't bother finishing it that's cool i've done that before okay so the midnight library people um don't bother to check it out (laughs) unless you're george
0: i think the concept the concept is good it's it's just poorly executed I feel like we have a
1: disparity in our
2: thoughts about books. I thought it was all right.
0: <laughs> it's it's well, all right. I mean, it's probably
1: good for, like, weighing down, you know, stuff on your table if you've got papers. No, no, flying around. No. Just stick a book on Megan's it. Megan's definitely it. the arbiter on, on good <laughs> book choices, and therefore, therefore I'm, I'm in the wrong here. Well, if we're going to talk about book recommendations, um, I want to just have a bit of a shout-out for Samantha Shannon, who um, I've only read one of her books, but she's, she came onto the stage as this... Uh, Amazing fantasy author, and I've been I've been meaning to get some more, but the one that I read was called The Priory of the Orange Tree. It's fantastic. She,
0: Samantha, um, she she's your sister, right?
1: <laughs> well, you know, I, I am only gonna get 24% commission, so you know, she's not that close. Find us fee.
0: Uh pickle sister, everyone, Samantha Shannon, go check it out. Megan, you ever want a in a raffle? Um no, actually you going I to take haven't.
1: that as a no. Yeah, that's <laughs> depressing.
0: I actually have You have won
1: anything, Megan.
0: Um yeah, I I did. It's a it's a very harrowing story. Would you like to hear it?
2: You won the lottery by being born in a first world country.
0: <laughs> I won a participation award um for a summer camp once. <laughs> you turned up. I turned up when I shouldn't have turned up. Uh, I had the I had the runs, and uh, Dad was like, "Hey, you're fine, go on, you're fine."
1: Oh my god, tell us more, <laughs> fucking hell!
0: He was like, "Yeah, you're fine, you're fine." He's like, "You can go to camp." I was like, "Yeah, okay, whatever."
2: You made your mark. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the girls were supposed to be outdoors, and the boys, the teenage boys. I was like eight doing trampolining so they were like yeah you know we'll put you indoors you'll be closer to the toilet little did they know trampolining and diarrhea don't mix well together so yeah i got a participation medal oh. and yeah. uh yeah so i have won something
2: oh my god So there you go guys that's horrific i think i would say that you're the only irish person to ever have successfully got shit on the ceiling from a trampoline <laughs> <laughs> That's a
1: participation medal I want.
0: Yeah, I still have that medal. I'm very proud of it. It's the only thing I've ever won.
1: <laughs> How did they, like, what happened with the trampoline? Like, did they have to burn it or? Wipe it down, a bit of toilet paper.
0: They saved me the embarrassment of uh, telling me what happened with the trampoline.
2: Yeah. yeah, can you imagine that? You feel bad enough because you've already shit yourself on the trampoline and they come out and go, we'll have to change that trampoline now. You know that, right? What about the kid next? Nigel, you're next. They've got <laughs> socks on. They, they they give you those sticky socks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but you're supposed to, like, land on your butt and stuff and then get back up, and oh, my God.
0: Well, the other guys on the trampoline with me, you know, they were really pissing me off that day. So I was like, here, eat shit.
2: No? Literally. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a monkey, just picking it up with your hands and flinging it. <laughs> oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my so, God. So, yeah. i never won a raffle, but um, I know that when I went to... Um, I lived in Canada for two years when I was a kid, and uh, there was like some, it's like Canada Day or something. Uh They uh, did a cross country run at school, and um, I don't know how. I I, I really don't remember there being an aim or anything. I just ran, and eventually I I came first or something in in my class or something. And I got given a turkey, a frozen turkey. It was almost as big as me. I was like six or something. Um, I think that's the only thing I've ever won. Wait, what? The prize, the reward for winning a running race was a frozen turkey. Yeah. It was, it was huge. I, I, there's a picture of it. Like, I, I'll see if I can dig it out and show you guys. I mean, the, the size isn't baffling me. It's the, the fact that it's a frozen turkey. It's... It, I, I, remember, I remember quite vividly it being very, very cold and having to pose for a photo with it. And it was just like... I was really proud of it, but then... Uh... <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I mean, did, did you like sleep with it or something like that? Keep it in the bed? No, and... no, 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 we ate it, funnily enough. Um, oh, yeah, that's fair enough. On a separate but similar story, um, I, the first time I went fishing, I um, I caught, a tr- this. I was about the same age, I think I was about five or six, and then um, I caught... a busy year. It was a year, yeah, it was a very animal, dead animal kind <laughs> of year. Um, I went fishing with some friends and I caught a rainbow trout, this was in Canada as well, and I got home and I was so proud of it, I asked if I could sleep with it, and um, my parents <laughs> said no. 'Cause I think I asked if I could keep under a pillow and um they uh, they said no. But they did they did cook it for me and then I had to eat it for breakfast the next
1: morning. That was a pretty successful um. adventure. Well when I was in southern France as a kid on holiday, um we went to some seafood restaurant and I ordered crab and my mum and dad were like really shocked, like, oh no, this isn't gonna just be like minced pieces of crab meat. This is gonna be an actual crab on the plate, you know, legs body, everything. And it was, it turned up. And I ate a lot and it was fantastic. And then um to my mum's horror, I decided I wanted to keep the crab shell, which was intact. <laughs> to her credit, she was like, okay, cool. So we cleaned it up, took it home, and it stayed in the fridge. Otherwise it was minging. And it stayed in the fridge for like three years. And I called it Boris and it was my basically best friend best.
0: Oh um, my anyway. god. The carcass of a, of the crab you ate. <laughs> yeah.
1: The carcass of a crab I ate with my best friend in the fridge, and eventually, my mum just discreetly threw it away. I thought Wilson was bad in like uh, in Castaway, where he makes friends with a volleyball. I never
2: thought that that could be lowered, but a, a, a crab carcass in the fridge for three years—that's pretty. Well,
1: now that I mean that's been in my head for a while, but now that I've got it out and I've, it's on the airwaves um, with you, fine folk, I feel really quite hollow inside and sad about my childhood, much like the shell <laughs> of the crab.
0: I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we did a minute silence for uh, Boris. Michelin uh, is now in Canada, by the way. They've um, there was a big thing in the news. They, they've they've now finally made it to Canada, and I think the first restaurant or two have been given Michelin stars quite an abstract arbitrary thing really isn't it when you
2: think about it because like michelin's obviously a tire company and the whole basis of their restaurant stars is the fact that people
1: who used to work for michelin or they would recommend restaurants to go to they would give it stars well it's because they made a roadmap right like a guidebook yeah so the idea was this is the free thing that goes with your car in case you get broke down or whatever but also here's some nice places to eat and number one people don't carry guidebooks anymore yeah
0: Sorry, can we just reverse here for a second? Michelin, the tyre people, and Michelin, the food people, are connected?
1: Yes, they're the yes. same company.
0: It's oh my gosh. Thing. Mind-blowing.
2: Yeah, another thing you may not realise is that the AA, I don't know if you guys have the AA in, in, um... It's not Alcoholics Anonymous, I mean the Automotive Association. We have the CAA. <laughs> yeah, the, um... Yeah, CAA. Brilliant. Civil Aviation Authority. Um, the car! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anti-bird organisation. The, um... <laughs> the AA uh, they originally started not al yeah because I think it was the Automotives Association I think they were primarily formed to like warn people about speed cameras or cops and stuff like policemen uh, with speed cameras (laughs) or whatever the cover was Yeah, they would go set up about half a mile down the road from police traps or whatever, and they'd be like, oh, there's people measuring speed up ahead.
1: That is an interesting concept, because the police don't like it when you warn people that they're waiting there with their radar guns or whatever, because they want to write tickets. But at the same time, my argument in my head is, well, the purpose of you being there is to get people to slow down. So if people are slowing down one way or another, win? It's less work for you if you had to do anything. Exactly. Now you haven't got to do any paperwork, blah, blah, blah. Maybe that's a form of quiet quitting.
0: Well, in Ireland, uh, they just wave you on anyway. They're like, oh, you were doing 200 kilometers in a 60 kilometer zone. I know your father. Just don't do it next time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You might want to put your seatbelt on next time. (laughs) I I did actually get pulled over on my motorcycle once. And then the policeman said, if you're going to be doing that speed, turn your headlight on. (laughs) Free story. That's pretty. Wow. You don't hear that kind of thing
2: anymore. I know the guy I used to work with, he said that um, he was in the RAF when he was like 20. I knew this guy when he was like approaching 70, and this was about 10 years ago. So I don't know how old he is now, probably 80-ish, but he said when he was like in his 20s or something, he was in the RAF and they uh, they got uh, they drove down to a pub and they were there for about five hours or something. There's about six people or eight people or something. And then they uh, decided to go back to the camp. And then there was only like two seats in the car, so they had two people in the seats and they like, they, they strapped people to the bonnet and to the the, the boot of the, the car and they started driving, <laughs> they started driving back to camp absolutely pissed, like off their heads. And uh, oh my God. Uh, they got pulled over by the police and the policeman just came around and just checked the straps and went, yep, that's nice and tight. You guys are good to go. <laughs> Get <laughs> out of town. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Different, different times, I guess, yeah. There's a thing here, here where people will take their pickup trucks and they will line them with a um, tarpaulin and fill them with water in the summer and then drive around with people in like this like makeshift jacuzzi in the back of the pickup. I think the, the
2: original question was, how was my weekend gone or what we've been up to? Um, yeah, well, we're still on introductions. Welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so I've, I've been working in Louisiana for the last week and uh, it's been very, very hot and... Uh, I'm a little bit tanned, which is nice, but it's only my neck and my arms, which is, you know, um, I've seen a couple of things that I didn't really want to see. I saw a, um, uh, a water. Well, you were
1: in louisiana
2: yeah 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 there's lots of uh loads of americans which is unavoidable <laughs> lots of people with 11 toes <laughs> oh yeah we did see a snake eventually we um we, we pulled up some um some pipe off the ground and uh, there was a water moccasin underneath it so that was fun
0: oh my god i would shit myself
2: on a trampoline <laughs> yeah yeah she has there's there's precedent there
0: if i saw a snake on a trampoline oh god
2: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how it bounced do you think it
1: would have a nice time? Do you think it would be like, ooh? Probably not.
0: I don't yeah. think so. I
1: Yeah, I I've, I've never tried it. We should experiment though. It sounds like something mm. that needs to be explored. I
2: wonder if like that was like one of the pitchings for the Samuel L. Jackson movie. They were like, oh, we need to do a film about snakes. Snakes on a something. Snakes on a motherfucking trampoline. <laughs> snakes 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 on a bicycle? Uh, no, that doesn't work. How would a snake ride? <laughs> snakes on a- Snicks and the uh, treadmill. Ah, oh, no, again, they would just be going nowhere. Snicks and the trampoline? <laughs> no, <Nah>, fuck it.
1: <laughs> plane's uh, plane's. The already way. got shit all over it. Plane, that's the <laughs> method of transport we need to do because they can't get down again. I, I honestly thought that movie was a joke premise until I saw that it was a real movie. I've
0: never seen it.
1: I've never seen it. I just know it's a real movie. Yeah. I mean... But
0: Samuel L. Jackson is legit, like, so how did he. He must have been paid a fortune. Like, okay, you got, you're got you going to be in this movie, it's going to be about snakes, and they're going to be on a plane. It's like,
2: yeah,
0: hell yeah, get in there.
2: <laughs> I like planes, I like snakes. If you think snakes on a plane is a bad idea, there is much worse. There is, uh, like, you know, Sharknado and all that stuff.
1: Um, yeah, but that's got Tara Reid in it, yeah. let's be
2: fair. <laughs> there is a, a horror film where a shark can walk on land, uh, I think, and it, uh, like, eats loads of people. I can't remember the name of that one, but there's, there's definitely one where... Um, there's Isn't a, that Origin of Species? It's a book, n- right? N- yeah, yeah, So Survival of the fittest. They meant athletically fittest. There's, a, there's so there's a film called Velocipasta, and it's a uh, about a priest that travels to China where he inherits a uh, a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur, and uh, <laughs> he's horrified by the new power, but a sex worker convinces him to use it to fight crime. That's that. That's the, wait, what? That's the blurb of the film. Hang on. Pastor priest. Yeah, so, so I'll read the blurb out yeah, again. I will read the blurb. <laughs> I think it's worth reading twice. Yeah, please do. After losing his parents, a priest travels to China, where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. Although he is horrified by the new power, a sex worker convinces him to use it to fight crime.
0: When you said Velocity Pasta, I was like, it's going to be a like a pasta shaped dinosaur, like a dinosaur, like
2: a, like a pasta. P A S T O R like a like a priest.
0: Oh pastor. Oh, yeah. I thought you said pasta. Oh uh,
1: yeah. yeah, I was thinking pasta.
0: He's gonna be yeah. like a pasta dinosaur, like a dinosaur made a pasta. Like a
1: like a, a noodly dinosaur. This
2: <laughs> is it's, it's actually good because when you when you look at the reviews for this film, you'd think it would be like terrible, but people have given it five star reviews across the board. Like, okay, I'm gonna I'm stop ve- you there. I'm
0: a velocity pasta. <laughs> I mean pastor. Pastor
1: <laughs> the people that gave it five stars were on something when they watched it let's just put that out there right now
2: someone said an incredible work of art that rivals the works of Leonardo da Vinci and any work throughout <laughs> history this movie embodies what is perfect about humanity and creativity of the human
1: mind
0: yeah, that's,
2: that's, um,
1: that's high praise yeah, when, when when you've got a, a testimonial like that, it clearly must be amazing.
2: They're all very well written
1: reviews. It's not like it's written
2: in crayon and or like scrawled, you know, like in shit or something on a trampoline. Uh, I watched I watched this movie and mistook it for Jurassic Park three. The best mistake of my life. <laughs>
0: We should watch this someday.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's good.
0: We'll do a movie night.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, we should be including book reviews and movie reviews in our podcast. To make a little section for that. What do you think? I think our listeners will like that. Write in if you think that's a good idea. Yeah. of course, with friends at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm sure our listeners love this.
0: Or, or they'll hate it. And people are like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> we got through a lot tonight. Um, what should we talk about on our next podcast?
2: Maybe something higherbrow. <laughs> I think we should talk about the, the Kuiper Belt and the impact that a potential meteorite would have if it impacted with Saturn. Tell us more.
0: I was thinking more along the line of like, if tomato is a fruit, then why is ketchup not called a smoothie?
2: Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, those kind of things.
0: We'll answer the question of uh,
1: why the chicken crossed the road. Why the? Chi- why did the chicken cross the road?
0: Actually, there is there is a theory as to why the chicken crossed the road
1: thank you for joining us. You've been listening to Intercourse with Friends. We post episodes every Tuesday on all the major podcast platforms. If you want to get in touch with us, send us an email on intercoursewithfriends at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at instagram.com intercoursewithfriends. Have a great week. Until next time, see you next Tuesday.